Hello, 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 everyone. It is another issue of our lovely podcast, Kakoa Radio. It is me, the Dowager of Table Night, Just X Henry, on location at Olympus Mons on Planet Araco, where all you girls are not poor because you can't afford to come here. You're welcome. Um, and also, I am in DR for work, but I will be moonlighting on this episode with my fellow co host, Black Word. Emissary at Table Day, uh, sorry, Table Dusk, I forget to care sometimes. Um, champion of all the written words and everything to be said, unsaid, and kept from public view. I'm coming from Montreal, uh, where I'm not here for work, and I actually left for Montreal in the middle of work because I work remote and don't really do shit unless I need to. So enjoy that. Enjoy yourselves. I hope you're doing well. Unless your name is Tiffany Haddish or Aerie Spears. To whom I wish the darkest of situations. Nothing but hopelessness and despair and amethyst crystals in your shoes. (laughs) Okay. And also our (laughs) lovely peacemaker, uh, the wind god, Vontae. What's up? Your regents here, table day. Um... I second what Blackword said. Um, off with the bitches' heads. <laughs> Amen. And finally, the sensational, effervescent Dr. Showtime. Uh, the leader of the Great Ring is here. Um, I'm here at the table with my feet propped the fuck up because ain't no motherfucker um, at this table but me. These so, motherfuckers you know, ain't stopping me. There's that. Um, I'm coming live from my living room because I'm not international this week. Up in my yeah, living but, room looks so good. Yeah, I'm but put that whole be on the road though. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. Listen, you know how many people got angry? That's like you can go to Montreal, but you can't come visit me and insert city. And I'm like, bitch, what's wanna... there? Sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I so many, <laughs> so many sex buddies that want to be in uh, Chicago, and I'm like. I don't want to go to Chicago. It's basically just oh, uh, Columbus the remix. But Shame. You can go international, but you can't come to. Girl, did you pay for my ticket? Did you book I me paid for my ticket? I did paid for my ticket. Well, y'all, not that, interest, y'all <laughs> not that interested, to be honest. So You look ugly. <laughs> right. I've seen the circles. Some of you are very talented, but worth, eight, worth like, how much is AFR, uh one way ticket? Well, uh, round trip was probably about four hundred dollars to go to whatever. I let them go to Texas. Texas then jumps up another two hundred dollars because Texas is in the little ass crack of the country. Texas truly is the dangling of the Americas. So mm, I don't. Not when Florida's right there. It's a lot. Of yeah, Florida's the ass crack. Texas. Some is good the dangling dick. in Texas. Oh my god. Mm. Truly, isn't it? I think I think all the best um, social media content comes from Texas. It's definitely not Atlanta because they always be fighting. They always be fighting. They always commit crimes, committing murders. The Atlanta girls. Know I'm sorry. Allegedly, allegedly committing murders. I feel like <laughs> they're naked and we're missing something. Um, Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh. Well, you know what? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. Maybe we come down to Columbus for uh, Melanin Pride to also see Henry getting uh, back shots 
at Club Columbus. <laughs> Wonderful that's my last. Guy. That's gonna be my last arrive before I move to LA. Um, spoiler: I'm moving to LA uh, before the end of next month because I got a job in LA now. So they're making me move. Love that for you. Love that for you. That We're bicoastal. Awesome. We're bicoastal and bisexual now. You're we, welcome. Exactly. I don't know how I'm gonna make that work. I'm gonna have to get up at eight o'clock to record this. Video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because you know we're not right. getting up any later. We're not doing that. Well, Vontae's not. I can, I'm a morning person. You know, Vontae be waiting till like you know, the the, the, uh, the sun go down to come back up. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm not. I'm. I've never been a morning person. I've never been a morning Everyone person. Everyone asks, I'm why is Vontae so quiet? Oh no, we were told that we need to say who we are, even though we do at the start of every episode who is who. Really? I literally. T- I, we literally give you an introduction. I'm like, nigga, in every episode. <laughs> It's one of our newer <laughs> listeners. We love you. Welcome. But we do we do say we who we so, are and start episodes. If anything we ain't done consistently is at least say our names. Like, shit. You know, we got good but home training. Our mom was raised us right. But we right. say hello when we walk into the house. And then right. they say me and sound the same. I was like, no, nah, I definitely think that's me and Showtime. <laughs> yeah, we said, who said this? I say, I have a very distinct voice. No one has metaphors mm-hmm. or punchlines like Stevie. Right. If, if it's not like you got dicks in your throat, that's probably me. Henry, oh. you're welcome. Is this, it's not a spoiler. We, there have been a, uh, some of us who have been having sex in the middle of the podcast. And, 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 and. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I definitely I have. have. I, it, it had just started. It was you you got, to, you got to sit here and lie, Vontae, that you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I did. I, I, I did. I'm not gonna lie. It was that. It was that one episode. I had that. Um, I was laying on the bed, and you know, um, he came up behind me, and you know, pulled my little shorts down, and he started doing some stuff. And he started doing some. He, he started doing some stuff, and then my wee wee was kind of jumping back and forth. I was like, "You gotta stop. I'm on a podcast." He said, "Shut up." I said, "Okay." <laughs> and, yeah. Meanwhile. Me and Blackword just be over here sainted and virginal. Exactly. We, we don't participate in these unholy acts. I'm saving myself for marriage. I don't know. I've never had the sex. I don't know what that is. Really, Starfire? You never had the sex? Really? I've never, I've never had, had the, the sex. What's that? Blackword line. Line is I don't be fucking. Oh my God. What type of whore hooker child do you think me for? Like, I. The offline conversations we have say otherwise. What, 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 what no, evidence? No, Where's the evidence? The, <laughs> the online conversation. Remember he was throwing ass at the other guy last show? <laughs> <laughs> we have Grace fine man. We have Grace fine man. <laughs> Grace fine man. Madonna is a fine man. Before we, we get re- too far in, we'll yeah, be reviewing... We- um, we're doing a nice of X number five, uh, X Men number 14, 13. Yep, 14. Oh, number 14, X Men 14, and X Force number 31. One, mm-hmm. uh, let's do what are we what are we doing first, X Men or Nice of X Force? X Force, yeah, so X Force, then Nice of X, and then um, X Men. I like it. Oh. All right, so X Force, what are our, what are our scores, lady? Wait, what? X-Force. I actually liked it. 
You said 10? I said seven. I ain't pushing it. I was about to say, do we need to get like a bell and whistle? Do we need to sound some alarms? Because the right, export's kind of getting at 10. No, oh, this I is know, a first. No, no I And never, one featuring Deadpool. Yeah, and I never cared for it. The only reason I liked it, I guess, was because of Craven. But me personally, I I, I never liked the Xbox comic, so I'm not giving it a high rating. It gets an eight from me. I give it. A, yeah. I give it an eight. I give it an eight as well. Um, something about the mad frenzy of Craven the Hunter. Uh, just walk, rolling up on a celestial and saying, judge me, bitch, and is being ignored entirely. Because <laughs> he's a clone. Mm. Mm. Oh, wait, so I thought like I read that. I was like, is that a part of some shit that was going down um, in some Spider-Man comic that I just didn't pay attention to? I, yeah, I, so there, there was a, a Spider-Man comic where Craven actually died, and he got... Um, I want to say it may have been sinister, but don't quote me. It may have been high evolutionary. I don't remember. Um, where he cloned himself seventy-two times. He cloned, yeah, he cloned himself seventy-two times and had uh, a battle royale of the clones. The cl- the winning clone then killed all the rest of them and hunted down Spider-Man and a bunch of other people and had them in like a dome, like a bunch of like animal related. Uh, heroes and villains and shit had them in a dome and like hunted them for sport. It was an event called the Hunted, I think. Something like Crab that. Was such an extra bitch. I fuck with him the long way. Mm-hmm. He's such an extra bitch. Who clones themselves just so they have a battle royale with themselves? No, it just was to the say, jackal that cloned him. It's all about to say because it sounds like some Beyonce shit. Beyonce should look into some cloning engineering and just you know battle out with herself, be her own competition. Craven's a bad bitch. You know, we talk shit about um, flat skins a lot. I never met Craven. I never he met Craven. A, he has a, a mutant child and an inhuman child, and both of them have the same powers as him. He often those looks that uh, that you know spandex tiger thing that going on. He looks mm-hmm. like you know he come came fresh out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He, he looks, looks like a naked. mean old lion. He looks <laughs> good naked. He does. He does. He was very. What's with Russian men and being fine? That's my confusion. Craven looks like what Steve Zagal thinks he looks like. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What I did, um, so shout out to a friend of the pod, apparently, um, uh, Connor Goldsmith and the Cerebral Podcast. So I was listening to the episode where he had Ben Percy on there talking about uh, Omega Red. And they were talking about the characterizations of Beast and Sage and how Sage is slowly but surely becoming an alcoholic. Mm. um, Because she needs to escape from all of the uh, sensory overload that she's getting from being the computer, the woman behind the chair. And that Beast is becoming more slovenly as he is becoming more and more with the shits with the war crimes that he's committing. Like... Speaking out loud and saying like, he used to be all about including all mutants, but I think personally now we should stop. And literally, like the most racist rhetoric. And I'm like, I'm mad that Storm is never the one in the room overhearing him talking this shit <laughs> because it is getting very coded in how he's talking about everything. You know, Beast <laughs> has always been the most Republican of the X Men. All right. I can see now talking about, uh, I can delete that for you if you like. 
get him out of here. I, it has been the most organized character assassination, which I feel like this is all revenge for the IVX bullshit he did. It's all revenge for it. <laughs> I, this arc that Beast has been on with becoming more and more of a war criminal and being corrupted by the power that he was given, it it doesn't seem abnormal for his characterization because I've sort of always felt that he was the... Because he was also the one that Charles picked to replace him on the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, mm-hmm. but that's mostly so, like, because Charles Psych is was also a war criminal and doesn't give a fuck. And so, like Beast being his second, his first pick behind him is like. But it didn't used to be that because I think back to the IDX war, right? Which was, you know, we don't a lot of people don't talk about it, but it was very. He was on the side of the Inhumans. He was on the side of the humans, yeah, but he was on the side of the humans because he did not want a war. He thought that they were, like, valuable allies. He didn't believe that they should be behaving that way. He had a very moral reason to want to not fight the war. And he got put down, uh, but also it was low-key in line with the fact of what happened with the uh, the original five time-space X-Men, where uh-huh. yeah, literally they had to have too. a they had to have a sit-down moment with him, and it was an intervention of, like, you're misusing your scientific gifts uh, to meddle with natural laws and do unethical things, and we need to discuss this with you because we know what this role takes you, and it takes you... It looks, a little, it looks like a little dark beast, um, right. and you need to fucking stop. Like, your child stuff does not like you, does not like who he becomes if he follows down a path of you, to the point that he stopped practicing super science became a sorcerer. <laughs> and, you know, but you know what I, I also am wondering, too? Because um, remember that, like, once they sent the 05 X-Men back to their timeline, and um, Gene did something to make them re- for them to remember some stuff later, like, I wonder, like, how much has Beast reconciled those two parts of himself? Not at all. I know, I know with I know with everybody else, like Bobby came very clear about his homosexuality. Um, Angel kind of like has made peace with Archangel and Angel. Um, Jean Grey Stop limiting re- herself completely. Yes, it respects her power set and doesn't need and, and is very anti like I don't need the Phoenix. I can do this on my own. Cyclops. It also impacted her relationship with Emma Frost as well because right. she bonded with Emma as a teenager, um, right. and got over everything. So that when she came back, it was no, it was all love, you know. Right, right. So like, I wonder where Beast is on like the sorcery part and where that echoes into where he is now. Because you would think he'd be less radicalized as a result, but he's more radicalized, which is even weirder. Because he's suppressing Didn't his teen he... self. Didn't he learn the sorcery from Goblin Queen, actually? Alternate Dimension Goblin Queen. Uh, Everybody has so many questions about how this is still, like, echoing through their current characterizations. Like, you so can see that's that. not... So he learned from a Goblin Queen that came from the Ultimate Universe. Um, completely different setup, completely different characterization. Was more like a 2002 Mall Rat situation going on with her. Um mm-hmm more comical than tragic. Uh, mm-hmm. But the magic he learned was definitely dark-sided. Um, you touch him and, like, his spirit bites you. Uh, the white the white beast part is probably one of the best things, I think, is in terms of his development, especially because every future where magic is more censored as a sorcerer, 
he becomes that Eldritch Abomination shit that killed her. Mm. Like, every future with Beast in charge, he's a bad guy. Um, but he's run away from his characterization because he feels that he was useless in his team. So, like, the whole storyline in X-Men Blue that was going down, it was like Beast having an existential crisis because he's realized that, hey, he's not the most powerful mutant. He's not the most, he will never be the most powerful mutant on the team. Um, and at that time, displaced Beast also realized that he wasn't the smartest person in the room because adult Beast was smarter and there were other folks who were less like, evil. Yeah, like his technology was actually, for the time, it was advanced. But for today's standards, where you have Tony Stark and shit running around, he was like, I'm not even keeping up. Every development I make has already been developed 60 years in the past. Um, right. And so, like, he basically, I remember when he, like, tried to make a tracking system for emergencies. And basically, they just went, you just made Twitter. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, Black Panther coming to the future and talking shit to, like, Twitter. Like, Girl, oh, I'm not that great, huh? Well, Khan is calling guns primitive. <laughs> right. I mean, because they are. Dude, like, if you want to kill someone, put something in a spear, do something with electromagnetics. Like, there's a bunch of options. And right. most, most of them are non-lethal. You can take someone out without taking them out. Bond their body to, uh, to, um, to vibranium. I think we need a, they need to kill Beast. And I think... Beast needs to go into the hole. I truly do think Beast needs to go into that goddamn hole. Or it needs to pivot him directly into the magic aspect because he's not even doing anything for Krakoa proper outside of, like, downsliding it. Um, and, like, everyone can go, like, oh, yeah, we need this because we need this paramilitary force who thinks of the interests of Krakoa first. But I'm like, how he's going about it, he's creating more enemies for Krakoa and standing actively against everything you say you want to do to the point that he's basically feeding Orcus. Yeah, because that character I mean, he's dating Orcus. Right. I mean, that shit with that shit with Terra. Uh, what was it, Terra? Terra Verde. Yeah, that was that should have been more than enough to kind of be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, we you you doing too much. You you're about to give us some, some serious shit and make more enemies, like you said. So you need to go on the fucking hole. But Terra Verde. He had more reason for Terra Verde than anything else, honestly. His explanation of, like, it came down to who could get done ter- uh, uh, terrafluoronics, uh, biofluoronics first, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they were developing it, and they were almost done, and very much in the same way that Odoo planned on, like, colonizing Mars. And if we had got to it and terraformed it before us, we'd be shit out of luck. I had to make a quick decision, and I chose to sabotage the entire operation. Right. And I was like, that is a fucked up premise. That is actually your job to do things like that. This other shit, you're overreaching. In fact, because you are doing some of this other shit is the whole reason why Hope even went for a council seat. Right. Because everybody knew, like, bitch, bitch, anybody but you, child. And didn't Beast previously object to um, X-Force when it was let, when it was... Shit, when was that? That was during Utopia when when Cyclops made X Force with Wolverine hidden behind uh, Emma's back. That him Emma had no knowledge of it. He objected to the, there being an X Force then. So why is he so war criminally now? 
he really looked at everyone and said, I'm a field agent. You were bad as a field agent. You're right. But you're not right. you're not Papa Pope. Don't think you're Papa Pope ever. And he's trying to be Papa Pope so bad when he when he's really Jake. But that's a whole nother situation. Mm-hmm. Wait, so who would be Papa Pope in this instance? Charles? No. Magneto. He is the hell in the high water. Oh, you're right. That, that nigga has an electric heart, an electromagnetic heart right now. He oh. was so petty and so filled with revenge that he recrafted himself a fucking heart. It said, not on my watch to death. (laughs) Literally, death itself. (laughs) I wonder if if, if he's magnetically using the iron in his body to keep everything circulating. I think he reconstructed a... um, On some some Sue Stark, you don't really technically need... That power really can't do something like that. uh, I think it's a smart application. I think he's literally reconstructing... Um, the circulatory within his body. Um, Showtime, if you know anything about anatomy, I don't know, I think isn't chemistry your uh, thing that you do? Your little Pharmacy is my thing, but we did a lot of biochemistry. Yeah, I think he's just literally replicating the structure of that body part right there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he did too. He's just holding his blood in place because he's probably he probably naturally has a high amount of iron in his blood. That's how he flies, I think. High iron no, he, diet. His his um armor is uh metallic. And I think he keeps metal on him somehow and the electromagnetic spectrum something. Or I it's, think it's he's, explained he's weird. Manipulating his own electrical. It's like I know the uh movies explained it like more like he's surfing mm-hmm. across the electromagnetic um polarity. Polarity. Like mm-hmm. something is that. in the air and he's pulling himself across it. But that's how they explained it. It was like he's like, it's like he's on an electro, like electromagnetic or magnetic wave or something. He's like, so he's he's riding the the electromagnetic currents that are in, that are naturally, that are holding the earth um, at its poles in place. So he just, he just, he just rides on the same way that like storm rides on um, uh, air uh, drafts and wind and shit. They say she does that, but I I don't think that's how her flight works. I think she's literally just recreating another atmosphere and altering the standards by which she's like buoyant in the air. It's this is why those omega level lists need to be really specific because these mutants are sometimes doing shit that is a lot more complicated than it looks. Right. Everyone goes storms just throwing waves. Getting extra Claremont is adding to Storm's backstory currently. In oh, he's jerking Bandit. off and, and with, he's jerking off of magic, marble magic again. You know, when Claremont's yeah. on the marble magics, he started going a little loopy, you know? <laughs> that Gambit story is actually not bad. Yeah, because it's a Storm story quietly. The fact that you have to go through Gambit to make a Storm uh, solo says a lot about how Marvel values Storm at all. Right. Yeah, well, he could have made another Storm as a child solo because that there's like three of those. We don't need another one. But telling Storm's story through Gambit, I get it. I get why it happened. I don't necessarily agree with it. I would rather we just skip the child part of Storm's life. We've been there, done that. We don't need to do this again. 
Yeah, it just brings up terrible memories of like um, what the Shadow King was really doing. Uh, mm-hmm. A dark sided undercurrent that I don't even think was. Uh, it's a dark sided undercurrent that I don't think was intentional for us to go like, you know, this kind of sounds like this uh, when you put it on paper and you're like, yeah, this is a very dark sided undercurrent to the story. Um, I am. Who do y'all think said that to Beast in form of Colossus? Because Colossus, like checking uh, Beast and saying, like, I heard you were having conversations about these Russian mutants and whether or not they're worthy of being here and whether or not we should just kick them all out. Bring that up again and we're going to have a conversation. You know, Sage told him that. You know that. No, I'm talking about is that Mikhail or is that Colossus? Oh, that was Colossus. I think it was definitely Colossus. You know, Colossus loves Mother Russia. He loves his people. He does. He said, you fuck with my people. I'm armoring up and I'm beating your furry I'm going to beat each and every one of your mutations asses. The first, secondary, and tritary. I'm going to beat you so bad you have a fourth mutation. Which, I don't know. I don't like that they went back. Like It looks like Beast in aging up or in like come over, like he retroactively dialed back his his uh, primate mutation. Because it was, wasn't initially he had the uh, the fairy mutation that was just general, generic Beast. Then the feline one. And then the third one, he became like taller and like, you know, more muscular, more daddy like. Like, you know, uh, like Henry when he was just naked. Wow. 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 Beast is starting to look like um, those white niggas in the government who absolutely look like they're up to no fucking good every time you see or don't see them. Yeah, he looks like one of those right now. Uh, He's starting to look like like, um, Dick Cheney. I was going to say he was looking like John Goodman in his Roseanne days. Uh, I was going to say Killer Croc from like the beginning of the Batman animated series when he was white and looked and looked like a dope thing. Kill Omega didn't deserve to go out like that, and I hope Kill Omega comes back and gives that nigga a tumor. Um, but that's all I have. I mean, Elixir's right there and can give him a tumor now. Elixir is too much of a bitch, and plus, I think uh, Elixir probably thinks exactly like these since he downloaded all his biological knowledge from Bill. Oh, that's fair. Because I was gonna say Elixir being a bitch, he definitely gave Vanisher an X-shaped tumor on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but then he felt so bad about it, and then like you know, he hated going all black because being black is the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. My powers so make me kill people, and I can't deal with the trauma of killing people. Um, all right. Do we want to move on to uh, X-Men 14? Yes. Yes. X-Men 14. Mm-hmm. Judges, your scores. Nine. Eight. I don't know well i guess i'm going to be the controversial one i'm giving it a six and four of those six points go to the last two three pages the cyclops telling the um oh boy to kiss the smoothest part of his ass and talk to his wife 
Where Cyclops walked up to the celestial and was like, "Bitch, judge me, and you better judge me as correct." I did nothing wrong. The only person's opinion I care about is my wife and my family. You're neither. (laughs) Say anything you gotta say. Fuck it up with Miss Gray. (laughs) She owns my leash. I'm sorry, she does. (laughs) And then what got me is. Okay, I get it that you're trying to use Bobby for a feat that, like, makes him look spectacular. I get it. You also have to figure out something to do with Microwave Girl. Cool. Get it. But, like, <laughs> the following mutants could have done this solo. Storm, Magneto, Sunfire, Sunpire, who we don't talk about ever, Sunspot, Vulcan. Um, really, any of the Fire Girls could have just figured this the fuck out. And you called Bobby to make an ice block and then Microwave Girl to break up the ice as it falls? I think what ruined the amazing moment, also they could have called Avalanche, they could have called um, Richter to just quake the stone, the meteorites. But that's not the end of there. Um, I think the main goal they had was the witches for the feats for the elected expert that no one asked for. Um <laughs> But the issue was then why did you allow Rogue to help out if it was like a, a big thing for the X-Men feats? Like Rogue shouldn't have been there involved at all. Um, because they right. called into question the authenticity of well, these are the mutants who had you had available. Um like, I, I even would have been okay if it was Iceman and Sink. I'm like, even just have Sink um, secretly, covertly call up the power of Sunfire. Because I I definitely believe Sunfire could do it. Um, Sunfire, to me, is still the Omega-level fire mutant. I believe it's, wholeheartedly It was solar is. fucking energy. That's what he's powered by. Him and Sunspot and Vulcan. Oh, I'm sorry. I also forgot one. Neil Shara, Thunderbird, also grabs solar energy. Why can't we do this with... Come on. I feel like oh. Sunfire and... Um, Vulcan and Exodus all have tea in the center of the sun sometimes. So I, I believe they can do it. I feel like that's that this shows even more so why this team was a mistake and why their the whole teamwork synergy thing is just not it's not working for this group. Granted, I was just about to say, like the group that they had before could have easily taken care of that situation. And I will was, say I, as a Bobby, as a sissy Bobby, you know, advocate, it is important to give Bobby more feats because he does not have a lot, despite being Omega and despite being powerful I, enough. I agree with you. It's this particular thing, the, the danger that he was put in place to face was not a was not a thing that Iceman was the only answer to this. In fact, there were plenty better answers that were readily available in a story that we just read. I'm like, even give him the power of solo teleportation. I would love to see, like, oh, he uh, disintegrates himself on Earth and then rebuilds himself in the moisture up on Mars. Instead of having Gene launch his ass along with Sink and Rogue, but um, it was a... 
I just had, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was good that, you know, Bobby had this feat, but also it was an inconsistency for me because just last issue, you couldn't you couldn't freeze the engine that was powering Uranus's uh arsenal without sync. So that was for a me, nerd. I feel like I, I, it was. So I feel like for me, and then you're saying, oh, I haven't done anything like this since Mars. Well, I'm like this. That should have been the other way around. You stopping a solar storm should have been the thing that you haven't done since Mars. So that was my only thing that I would have to say I had an issue with was that it was it really wasn't, like, I don't understand how you couldn't freeze this engine without sync, but then you're stopping a solar flare. So... I don't know. And I don't even get how ice would have stopped the solar flare for two reasons. One, there's no water vapor up that high. That's one. Two, um, ice is not going to stop solar energy. It's just, that's not how that I works. I think the argument is, is not just the visual representation of what he's doing is ice. Um, oh, that's why I really, it. I think we are really, I really, I'm upset about is the loss of like the narrative. Um, tags within feats because it explains to you the literary aspect of what's going on. So being cult manipulation is just he's suspending um, atoms and molecules. I think that's the better explanation for what he was trying to do, which was the solar flares coming down. He's slowing down. He's slowing it down on an atomic level so that a lot of what's about to hit is actually just rigid and nerd. Ice Man's power is a lot more creative and well illustrated than just ice shit. Um, but that's all we see and read. That's why this would have been a good moment to illustrate that. <laughs> of like maybe just or pull back on the ice shit. Just give us some fog. That's it. It would have been better if they narrated it. Because that's kind of where I miss those. I know Showtime don't like the Claremont era, but I kind of liked how he ex- how he would and he's a big fan at times, but he would explain certain feats when characters would do something that was like outside of their, you know, outside of like their regular base powers or whatever. But um, there's also been several writers that like within like like while the character is speaking, like they'll have them explain like what they're doing. So mm-hmm. that would have been a good time to kind of like explain like did, what exactly uh, he was doing. did that. Yeah, Hick, yeah, Hickman did that very well. And it's like there have been other writers who have had their characters explain, okay, like this is what you know, this is what I'm doing. You know, this is how I'm pulling this off. You know, short, short couple sentences, and that's all. You we know how needed. you know how Storm would have did it. She would have made her face in the clouds. Uh, it would have blew something out and it would have been like frost winds or some dumb shit like that. And that's how she explained that she, she stopped the solar flare. Isn't oh, that how she, she stopped the solar no, flare she before? Would, she she would just controlled the solar flare because she's controlled a solar storm before. But yeah, it's or, easy. Because she just casually does that. Or have and magic she's, pull she's him up into the center of the sun and just do something Oh, forgot. Also, Manifold could have helped too. It's like... Iceman, you making ice shit is probably the most 1980s shit you can do. We know you're a cult manipulator, all right? You're an energy manipulator on the level of Vulcan and Storm. You're just not very good at it because you're not a very smart person. Um, And as much as I loved it, there's a little moment about, you know, gay rights and gay representation and how much his, his queer identity matters to why he's doing what he's doing still. 
Um, we made a rainbow. I made a rainbow. Isn't that so fucking gay? It's so fetch. Um, let's go do poppers and ketamine and. <laughs> Okay, so this is my one admission. I will, you will never hear me say this twice. You will never hear me say that. I'm going to be very clear. You will never hear me say this twice. Firestar's outfit was actually kind of cute. I feel like... I'm trying to figure out when she changed it. That's why I said, like, everyone's like, who's the one that Icarus split in half? He, he split Angelica in half. That was Angelica. This is the, that's her in this outfit. <laughs> But I was trying to figure out who that was. He split the microwave, girl. He split that bitch in half. That's why it was so funny. I said the Eternals give so much to us. Yeah. <laughs> they give and they give and they give. And Henry just, just refuses to give them the one thing they did right. They killed her. They killed her. <laughs> I will say, Kieran Gillen's run on the Eternals was spectacular fucking tacular as was the two uh runs on the eternals immediately prior the eternals quietly are actually really interesting but they're like a hidden gem they're mm-hmm. not they're not that's a as popular goal. as some of the other teams are it it's like when the guardians of the galaxy became popular because of the movie same sort of thing i mean but we got bisexual um star lord out of it even though Chris Pratt will never, <laughs> never, he, he would, would never. never, he would never. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I look Bisexual at the outfit. And Polly Star Lord. I'm upset that the outfit is everything I asked for. Like in terms of Jean's old outfit, I'm like, you look her in that fucking mask. Make it like a psionic situation going on. Make her when she activates her power, it pops on for a moment. You just get one spot of it in pink energy. You know, because she loves the color pink. You know, that's her thing. Um, I'm like, it looks like a Phoenix, a redone Phoenix outfit. Yep. It looks like, um, Jean was like, all right, girl, here's my old costume. Just put this on. I'm like, all that fire shit, Angelica, people (laughs) are going to think you are Jean. They're not going to sit there and look at you making flames and shit and go, oh, that's that one character. Phoenix girl. Oh my God, Phoenix. Jean Grey is here. We're saved. And it's like, no, I'm Angelica. I'm Firestar. And they go, who? I'm only good with microwave. (laughs) That's all I'm good for. I'm a fake ass Starfire. I'm a fake ass Starfire. Look at me. I don't dress like a whore, though. My daddy loves me. He bought me a horse named Butterum. And this evil dominatrix uh, cut bitch killed it and made me turn into a supervillain. Listen. Well, her best bet. Well, her best bet would be to keep Miss um, Coriander's name out of her mouth because she'll wear her out. <laughs> Listen, you don't compare, you don't compete. Cory is primo. <laughs> that is primo pussy. All right. Coriander is top tier over at DC. You're barely grocery store sushi. This is filet mignon. All right. Alien keep it cute. Talk. We can hug it out. On the floor, no, it's always love. <laughs> you know, no Starfire says ain't nothing, ain't nothing to hide for the kids. Listen, for I, all this, they could have just left um, Shiro on the fucking uh, X Men. We didn't need uh, Firestar. We really anything. did not need to get rid of Shiro. Mm-hmm. Shiro is all for what, so that he can go over to the next thing on our list and be a bro to Gambit. Because I did not know. Actually, I didn't know that Gambit and Shiro were like. 
like this, like that close. Gambit is bi and Shiro is gay. Yeah, they probably definitely fucked. Who hasn't Gambit fucked? What? Storm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Matt? That's like, like her, her, that's her bisexual uncle. <laughs> She's just, she aged up, yeah, but it's like, that's like my dad. <laughs> that's like well, And also quietly bishops. Yeah. Yeah, I would believe that. You know, who talked, you know, Bishop about... I want to say who talked about his his, his revolutionary counterculture shit, but I was like, man, he became a cop. And that makes it even more difficult for me to stick to that, because I'm like, you became a fucking cop, Bishop. The the cop thing just doesn't fit into Bishop's characterization. I would have rather him... I would have rather him... I would have rather him have been a soldier like Cable. Me personally, the cop thing, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like listen, Marvel. If I do Marvel voices and y'all tell me I can't do Brother Voodoo, I'm gonna go, okay, cool, I'm doing Bishop and I'm gonna have a direct address <laughs> to the copaganda of it all. It's like when Toph was a cop in Avatar uh, Legend of Korra, yeah, because just that go... never made sense to it, didn't curl over for me, it made sense for her daughter. But not for her. Yeah, it makes sense. It made perfect sense for a daughter to be a cop because you know your mother is like that kind of revolutionary, uh, like kind of a rebel and like doesn't stick to one thing. You might, as a kid, crave kind of structure that being in the military provides. But for Toph herself, yeah, Toph, it made more sense for her to like, be out in the fucking swamp and shit. And everyone who yeah. says that shit with like, oh, but it's not like the cops in real life. I said, no, it's exactly like the cops in real life. That's the whole point. They perform like cops in real life. That's why what she did with her daughter and burying her arrest was so fucked up was because it's a direct abuse of power. But it's neither here nor there. This is not this is not an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Um, but we love talk. We love talk. I do agree. Because people were like, I can't believe Cyclops got a, got a pass and everyone else is like, no, Cyclops is always... I was talking to um, another fan recently, a friend, and he was like, you know, he was like, I trying to figure out what the baseline of the pass or fail system is, and I thought it was if you betrayed a prior version of yourself. And it's like, no, it's not, because Cyclops today is definitely not the Cyclops he used to be. It seems to be. Oh like, yeah, he he's very much so evolved as a character. He's I'm more, just like uh, he just, yeah, stable. he's stable. He's more definitive in his decision making. He's not as loyal. He believes in Xavier's old dream, but he's not as staunchly loyal to the ethics behind how you get that done. Um, in fact, he's because of it, he's become the most effective means to countering everything going on. Because he will actively not rely on the respectability of legal structures. I feel like it's in fact his post AVX decision making is the reason why Cyclops today was able to walk up into a newsroom and go and expose the mutant secret. And that's unfortunately it started around the twelve. Mm-hmm. The story that was the original Mutant Circuit story, quietly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he was just really excellent. And I feel like um, 
I feel like he definitely should have passed. Because I'm like, yeah, he killed Charles Xavier. That's like the worst thing you can say about him is that he killed Charles Xavier. He started the uh, the, X, uh, the X-Force team. Um, he is a bad dad. He did all that to Maddie. Is a bad brother also. Is a bad, bad brother. Partner. But he he cheated on Gene. But then he's like, half of these, only person who could be mad at me about it is Gene. And Gene has forgiven me. So nothing you guys at all say fucking matters. He's a bad dad, maybe, but I've made the effort to fix that. I've made like actions and that literally have moved time and space itself to give my son the relationship that he has always craved. Um, so there's none of that. Maddie can't can't be helped, but can't be helped. I did that. Maddie I'm sorry. And Emma are the ones that come out short. Mm-hmm. Um, he said killing Charles. I was possessed by a Phoenix Force. That was not my fault. Also, killing Charles. Have you met Charles? He kind of has it coming sometimes. He was just be talking shit, you know. Um, he's like, you literally go down the list. It's like everything I've, I've. If anyone has a tone for this shit, he said I was here for the Uncanny X Men series. I think I was blind. There I was on Earth. Like, all my friends were with the age of X Men, blind in that one eye. That fucking story was so <laughs> fucking. It was just. It was Let's rude. Just do whatever the fuck we want to do because we know that Hickman is rebooting this shit. Yeah, it, it was, was just. I think the only oh, well. decent. I think the only decent like kind of series that was in that era was probably like uh, what was it, Prisoner X or something? Yep, I think that was the only decent one. Age they just X-Men. were doing whatever the fuck, just cause. It was yeah. the framework for what Krakoa would be, though. Like, um, the basis of like, okay, this is how we have our academic system set up, but it was also very the giver. And like, I'm mean, I could, I still feel House of M vibes. Y'all just remixing House of M. Mm. Literally, House of M meets um, that one Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse meets that one weird Avengers story where like a girl, the Cosmic Cube became a girl. Oh, Kobik, where um, where they had that like reality warp place that ended up being WandaVision. Yeah, and it was just mad weird, and no one liked it. It was such a bad crossover event that no one talks about it. Um, yeah. Or even worse. Pleasant Hill. Pleasant, Pleasant Hill. Hill or even the one with the Hyperion, where it was like um, President... Uh, what's his name from um, Avengers? He caused the Avenging. Coulson. President Coulson. Was it was the one with only the- one... Yeah, Heroes Were Born, where Blade was the only one who remembered. So Blade took the place of just about oh, every so single House of M storyline. I'm happy that they're that at least with Age of X-Men, they did that shit, but they were just like, no, we're not. There is no one who remembers. But everyone's still going to call out the bullshit. <laughs> you muted yourself, friend. I said we also got hot blob out of it, out of Age of X-Men. Okay, that's fair. That's that's about it, though. Uh, we had, you know, um, Betsy trying to fuck Hot Blob, which I, I like Ascani and Betsy together, um, but I I did have I hope that she would have a conversation with Blob and just go, you know, when I called you daddy over there in Age of X-Men and you did nothing here, I felt some type of way. That's it. Pip-pip cheerio. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I think this wasn't the best X-Men startup to make me feel excited about anything. I am always here for magic, dragging the shit out of people. I am always here for her being a little prankster. Uh, I'm waiting for her to pin, put on her gold armor, but probably won't get that for a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna slay. She deserves. Um, speaking of magic, but this time with a C. Knights of X number five, the finale to the miniseries that we didn't know was a miniseries. Chopping on um, <laughs> one chop. I give it a seven. Um, I guess a six. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I give it a six. So I have like three problems. The first is the redrawing of this map. Because you lose two kingdoms somehow, but okay. So I'm gonna assume you lose Mercator and what the fuck happened to Dryador? Like, what happened? What? I'm confused. Um, yay for them kissing again, I guess. And then help me understand how they fixed the other world problem. It's magic somehow and telepathy. We were promised death. We were promised death. We were said death will do things in this series. We were told that that the kid apocalypse, uh, the kids of apocalypse would, would do things. And we were promised no more splash pages of combat. Yeah, we got one big splash page of combat. Sis, I can't, I'm not defending you. Well, technically, death did appear. It just wasn't. It wasn't the child of apocalypse death. There was another horseman of death. <sighs> Showtime. Well, I, I mean, this. Like, imagine in parentheses. I'm, I'm not defending it. I'm imagine just saying in parentheses. That, like, it could derogatory. Be used. Eat my ass. Derogatory. <laughs> so, so, I was confused, and I probably stated the obvious. So, Gambit's death confused me. So, I know the whole thing with if you die in, you know, other world or whatever, that if you are resurrected, you would come back um, different. But mm -hmm. because he had the death card in his hand and the siege perilous, well, the death card isn't necessarily about death, it's about change. Mm -hmm. And then the siege perilous is, is also about change. That's how he was able to survive, or yeah, he cast a broken spell basically. Um, he tried to use basically Gambit didn't know what the fuck the death card meant, he should have used the ten of swords, um, or he should have used the tower card, uh, okay. if he wanted to kill him, but instead he used death because he just used the most literal interpretation of it. But instead, like Merlin was too powerful. And also, he didn't actually know what the fuck it meant. It just it just changed him. Um, 
The Siege Peril is also being a tool for change that when they walked in looking to get Gambit back, he was just present there. And what I will admit was a really cute concept in his House of Cards. Yeah, Gambit, but... Very beautiful, oh. pretty idea. Very cute idea. Put Gambit inside a fortress of cards. But but help me understand, because I I understand how the waiting room works after Wanda fixed um, the cerebral issue. How, so how does the Siege Perilous fix this? So the we, basis if they of die the in Siege world, you have to bring them there. Yeah, you have to have them walk through the Siege Perilous, um, because the Siege Perilous being, you know, one of the ancestral objects of the X-Men, mm-hmm. um, its basis is a passageway for transformations or recreations. And so, like, I foresee them, like, killing Gorgon again and bringing him back through the Siege Perilous. They don't uh, have to do that. Because I was going to say, I'm more so concerned with Rock Slide. Rock Slide, they can do that with. Don't, we don't need to do that with Gorgon. We Because if you bring back the original Gorgon, he was a Nazi. So well, we no, it's that. not just the original version of you. Because the Siege Perilous, the, like, that's the whole thing about the Siege Perilous being the resurrection tool, is that it manifests your ideal version. Gambit's ideal version just happens to be the version of himself that loves Rogue, that uh, is a member of the X-Men that has people that care about him finally. All of that will bring brought back the Gambit we know, or at least suspect we suspect we got the Gambit we know. We don't know how everything kind of ramified from that. Like we now have a have a uh, horseman of death aspect of Gambit that might pop up again, um, but we don't know for sure what's going on with that. I think if we resurrect Gorgon, they will go a whole new route and just bring back a whole new version of him, just like without that kind of weirdly placed like interpretation of his character that no one really sees or gets like sometimes his mental difficulties is framed as like a sad and real thing sometimes they use it as the butt of a joke i don't know why we got dupe again that's not nothing to do with gorgon i just remember that dupe was in this comic and i thought we were done with dupe but yeah, I think they might just go the route of like, it's too complicated for us just to leave him like this because all these writers have different interpretations of him. Just bring him back as a different personality. So, like, Mr. M is in charge of Mercator. Is that how you say Mercator, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is he the one that's basically since that's his turf, like he's walking you through that? I believe so, yeah. Okay. So it's not just like, okay, you come here and you just go through shit. Like that's basically him walking through it since the siege perilous is now basically his. Yeah, I think the magical okay. version of his power in uh, other world is that he can directly influence the field of magic all around you. Okay. No, he right. said when he was given a Siege Perilous because his power is atomic. Uh, subatomic uh, matter manipulation, yeah. that he broke it down, atomized the Siege Perilous, and because they are in other world, that spread the magic out into each of the the grains of sand in that desert. Mm-hmm. He says that. But then there's also the aspect of like he he seems he does seem to be able to influence it a little bit. Just that also Mr. M doesn't like to push too hard on shit. 
he's very hands off about a lot of things. He'll go, you know, I'm very much shaman of the mutant folk. Like literally, I just I'm just a guy for you to understand shit. Just don't try to so read my did, mind, sis. Did they give Avalon back over to Arthur and Mordred? Or is that still Jamie's? I think that's still Jamie's. Um, it just looked like Arthur and Mordred found peace with each other through the Siege Perilous. Which, Mordred, sweetie, you have the worst power. Because <laughs> you can give is to make people not like him. Is that actually what his power is? Yeah, his mutant gift turns people against him. Um, what? It drives them to not find satisfaction with him. Like, it's it's a play on... All right, so in Dungeons & Dragons, paladins have these abilities called auras, which allows them to influence people around them in either beneficial or negative ways. So typically, like, a paladin can draw in enemies. It's one of the auras they have where, like, be activated and then like any enemy in the area now has to only attack you. Oh, it's the opposite of Tag's power. Yeah, so now his power instead of making, it doesn't benefit anyone, like it's also, um, I think his name was Morph in the, uh, back in the post-AVX Uncanny X-Men when like Cyclops was running that team in Alaska in the old Weapons X facility. The kid whose power was like he's not a full shapeshifter, but he can kind of imitate your oh, appearance. Yeah, 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 he makes yeah. You like that him. was in um, uh, Generation X. Yeah, I know who you talk about. Not Generation he X, around people but he was of Generation X. Yeah. Um, yeah, Generation X version. That I hated that they called that Generation X because it, it's not Generation X. That's the whole point. Right. Like they aren't Generation. But anyway, that's his power. But he has the opposite version of it. He doesn't change. He just makes you not like him. And in combat, it just means that he's the best distraction. He pops up on the field, and everyone who's on the enemy side will direct the attack at him. That sounds horrible. Yeah, his <laughs> his power is mixed in there with forget me nots. Powers are actually just not cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ugly John or whatever the fuck is it? Gorgeous George, whatever Gorgeous the fuck his name is. Mutant name should be bad vibes. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry to that baby. Go hang out with Leech. <laughs> Just go sit next to Leech. Get a power inhibitor collar or something. Like, figure it out because that's not an okay power to have. I'm so sorry, baby. You will never find happiness. Ooh, I wonder what would happen if Tag tagged him. Well, Tag's power doesn't, um, doesn't it only work in the direction of people run away from him? No, or two. It and two. Mm-hmm. Tag has never used that power really cleverly. I would like to see him use his power to bring people to him. No more hunting for people. Just ask, like, hey, can you make I don't X, know Y, and Z? Can, I think he has to touch them first, right? Yeah, I think he has. He can't use it on himself. He has to use it on someone else. Tag is a masterclass in horrible Black characters. Yep. There were three Black people... Um, in that era, right? Three black boys. Tag was the worst. Gentle was hitting second for me. And Prodigy was probably the best one. And two of those characters have been assassinated and also killed. Gentle, still waiting on you to do things, baby. 
Well, he's he's tied up in um, T'Challa's uh, espionage into Krakoa. Yeah, I feel Pacing like Storm smooth the fuck off. So you touched our son. <laughs> you fucked with our son, baby. He's been through enough. And as a mother, and as a mother, I Storm's. I just feel like you is reprehensible. I don't think I can love you romantically. I think I'll always love you, and I can't help that. But I don't think we can ever be more than friends. Like, nigga, you lying again. <laughs> again, do you ever just not lie? Baby, it's compulsive at this point. You're going to get none of this chocolate ass. <sighs> Let me sit this ass on you. Storm, I do think. So that's not fuck up my bowl chant. Um, if you wanted to know, remember, you wanted me to remind you, you could have just asked. It I mean, is. Thunder, 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 cunt. with the Punani, the Supreme Windwalker, Lightning Bolt, Super Soaker Poochie, Diva, if you nasty, Alien Superstar, Unique Thick, uh, Heated the Third. When the fuck did you add those last three? <laughs> we, it evolves as we're going, okay? You add things to it. God. <laughs> well, all right. So Merch coming soon. That, Merch is coming that? soon. <laughs> fuck. Um, I will say to you, Black Panther writers, make sure, just add Jensen Tsukami. It does nothing just to have him as, like, the emotional sounding board for T'Challa. You know, he, you know... Gentle majored in psychology at Xavier's Institute. <laughs> John Ridley is writing the fuck out of that comic. He's telling a story um, about the Wakandans who aren't with the whole let's be exclusionary Africans. And they have a hero amongst them that has vibranium powers naturally, which tells me that he might be a mutant. So let's see how that goes. All Wakandan metas are mutants. Fucking tell me otherwise. Well, two of them are not. Three All of them are, of them are mutants, and you can't tell me otherwise. What's Pom Pom? Ask Pom Pom how you got your power. How did you get your power, Pom Pom? How did you get how your power? Shuri, get hers? Shuri, oh, that's magic bullshit. <laughs> that is magic bullshit. I'm not gonna. How did T'Challa get his magic bullshit? Hmm. Those are magic so bullshit. So all the metas are not mutants. Those are magic bullshit. That's like saying a homo magi is a meta human. They are. They're not. And Young Justice, they are. The official DC canon of the homo magi is that they are Atlanteans with just magic. It it was never a meta human thing. The the meta gene interpretation of that is. I enjoyed it for being creative, the creative application of the overall Young Justice theme of metas. Um, but the Hummo Magi have a whole complete like lore to them. Um, and DC is already playing fast and loose with their with their magic system already. That I actually like their magic system. I do too, but I liked how it was. I like when they remember the tools of it. I'm not even sure if they finished like the whole thing of like Merlin. And DC is going buck wild right now. He was attacking. He was at war with Justice League Dark, 
he's going around to the historic they sorcerers. Ended that fucking Justice League uh dark thing though. Yeah, so but they had it as a tie-in to the main the main Justice League. It was I I found out about it like it was the, six, the seven months ago. Issue. And then I went to the back it issues. It was in the back of the, the the Justice League issues. Yeah, but I don't think they wrapped like, up oh, the back issues of it. Justice League? Because, like, the whole current arc happened, and, like, it was, they kind of just stopped paying attention to it, even though it was really interesting. It was, like, Merlin was going around finding the legendary magicians of Earthrealm. He went, he resurrected, you know, Arthur's old granddaddy, ancestral granddaddy, and was like, you become the Sapphire Knight. Welcome. I'm bringing, I'm bringing a team of bad bitches with magic, um, and you recruit it. You the baddest. And we're gonna go up tomorrow. We're gonna find a bad bitch, a green bad bitch to be the green knight if you need to. And we're gonna go on down to the Tana's old ancestral home and ask Satara to come kick it with me. He could be my black knight. And we're gonna be just some Power Ranger bad bitches up in here. And I fuck with <laughs> You know, I love recruitment. I love when you when you recruit for a house, you know, Merlin is the original Electra Abundance. Um he said, I'm performing a super house. And we win every competition. It was great. <laughs> Listen, I love your magic moment. You and me both. I love um, when Constantine, I'm being respectful now, I'm calling him by his name. Constantine has a magic moment. I do sincerely hope Marvel gets with the vibes and fixes those um those children because they're annoying me. So same. However, I like how they are giving Zoe a standout by putting her in the Midnight Suns book that's coming out soon. We'll see if they do, I because hope. you know how it typically I, goes. Right. I hope. But they're they're giving her a secondary story that ha- doesn't have to co- that doesn't have to include the rest of those folks. So I, I at least appreciate that there's going to be a, at least the visual of an attempt being made. Um, Do you think Magic's gonna teach her how to make a soul weapon? I hope she does. I hope so. Too. I think they bonded um, on being like you know Magic is her elder gaze, her uh, elder lesbian, and Zoe is the the you know younger lesbian. And they both have tragic magic stories of like being deeply corrupted and changed by magic. So, um, I hope that that works out for her. But I also don't want. We hate that little bitch. Uh, <laughs> I like her. I hope um, Wanda breaks up with um, Voodoo so that Voodoo no. can go on to be gay as hell. Oh, you want Voodoo to stop uh, hiding from uh, Caribbean uh, homophobia? And live his truth. Mm-hmm. Who would he fuck? Who do you think Voodoo would get down with? Mm-hmm. Just don't do a weird pray tell situation, Damon and pray tell. I mean, Ricky hey, and pray tell situation. Talk about that. And they go, Prodigy and Jericho are dating. I will vomit blood. Blade. That would kind of be sexy. You think Blade's a butch queen? I think so. Yes. I think so. Mm-hmm. But I think that's... We can dream. Sexy. You know, they're always around each other. They're always hanging out mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. And let Wanda go be with uh, uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, because you know I she loves her a robot. She, you know she loves her a robot. Boy. And he's ma- he's a magical robot, at least. Yeah, he's a sorcerer. He's a cosmic... He's a- 
it's called a quantum sorcery. He's a quantum sorcerer. Which I is don't just, know what that means. Is this the, the the theological technology that the Eternals be doing? That. Um, okay. It's the same principle okay. of like conceptual technology that is the framework of the universe on a massive scale. It's like you are pulling power from stars, you're borrowing power from like electromagnetic wavelengths, you're making sigils out of like stellar systems, things like that. It's the magic Doctor Strange was going out in the universe to learn about when he was like learning sorcery from aliens, which was a cool storyline that they did not do enough with. Yeah, they didn't. It, I loved it. It was very, very, very entertaining. It was entertaining him going up to the sorcerers and saying, Oh, yeah, you need another four arms for you to do this magic, baby. This is some shit y'all don't got on Earth. This is brand new. This is shiny. <laughs> Who wrote that? Was that Donnie Cates? I believe so. They also gave him the uh, the strange scalpel, which I was happy he found that magic item of his own. Stop oh, yeah. stealing shit from people. So, you know, Voodoo has the Staff of Leva. You know, uh, Demon Hellstrom has his daddy's trident. Even Shaman has his medicine pouch and his his garb and you know wanda has her fingers um <laughs> she has hands she don't need much else you need your own little she's, people she's witchcrafty so that makes sense for her i think you should give her her conical hat maybe the crown should be an actual thing you know she's working on it she's got she's a very busy woman she has therapy she needs to attend so she can't focus on a lot Ooh, and meds um, oh my god the best meds didn't she say that she meditates weekly just so that she doesn't lose fucking like control of her powers again? Because <laughs> the pretender, we don't forget over here. The pretender was not forgiven. The Scarlet Pretender. Yeah. Literally, she should just go by the Scarlet Warlock. I think going by a title that means Oathbreaker fits her. But that's her granddaddy. Her granddaddy was the Scarlet Warlock. Um, but I think that's all the comics. We ran through all of them. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. Um, I had a circuit party for this week, but I honestly think that the last 20 minutes we should discuss something new that popped up my timeline that Henry would uh know about, but Henry just banged out. Y'all also that video. Um, oh actually, showtime, give us the intro. Do you have E? Do you have E? I I just need I, I, I was asking you have any E? That's no no. My friend said I can get E from you. Okay. I don't know how many fucking times I too have been asked if I have E at a fucking random ass fucking gay ass goddamn house music fucking party and you just look at the white bitch and be like bitch do the fuck what? why Lord have mercy why the fuck would you even ask me that shit do you have a kick I really... I'm sorry, do you have an uh, an inhaler full of John Sublime juice? Ugh. Kick is gross, by the way. The whole concept. The concept of it. Really but it reminds me, I don't know yeah. if y'all ever seen The Magicians. <laughs> Where they interpret it like the essence of a god should just be a god's cum. <laughs> it's 
season one of The Magicians was a wild ride. I love every moment of it. It's the only adaptation of a book that it does not follow the canon explicitly, but they do it in a way that makes so much more sense. Um, Wait, The Magicians was based on the comic book Magicians? Magician, yeah, Magicians. Okay, so here's how it went. Lev Grossman wrote a book that was only supposed to be a single book um, called The Magicians. It was so popular that they gave him a trilogy retroactively. That's why the second book is weakest, but then the third book knocks everything out the fucking park. Um, and based off of that, they then went ahead and greenlit the show. Because the show did so well, they made a sequel series in form of a graphic novel, one telling the story from the point of view of Alice and the other one telling the point of view from the Hedge Witches, who literally were like, this place is fucking privileged, bougie bullshit. And we are, we come, like, some of them came from magic from an ancestral point of view. One was a um, son of a Hongan from New Orleans. Uh, another one was an ancestral witch. She literally, her main thing, she pulled the fucking moon out of the sky and said, beat that bitch. It was beautiful. Um, so, yes, it's based on the comic book of the magicians, but actually the comic book is based off of the novel. Okay, I got you. In the show... Like American Gods, the comic. Yeah, and so in the show, um, the god of Fillory, I think it was Umber, was beseeched by them. They rolled up on him and said, we need help to go up against the, the bad dude whose name... The Beast. His name is The Beast. See how anyone named Beast is a terrible person? Uh, mm-hmm. Even if he had reasoning for it, but I'm not going to spoil that. That's a really sad part of the story. Um, and so she said, okay... Magicians of all ages have come to God to ask for more power, and I'm a nice guy. I'm going to help you the fuck out. He's got kids like Dionysus vibe, and so he gives them essence of the gods, and they say, it looks like it's my cum. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so they have to drink it. <laughs> Not to do a like, cum shot on a TV show. Not a shot. It was like a mason jar. <laughs> Ew. Okay. <laughs> it was a basic job. And he had to chug it. <laughs> oh. Oof. Gross. And then we were just quitting going, it can't be me. It has to be you, Alice. All because you didn't want to drink the cup. So you used to have a scene of this blonde girl oh. in thick glasses chugging down a jar cups. <laughs> yeah. And gaining godly powers from it. So isn't that the isn't that the American dream that you can drink enough cum that you become the most powerful person in the room? So I'm the most never. We are all omegas here, showtime. <laughs> Each and every one of us. Except for Vontae. Vontae, you're not a swallower. Oh my god, baby. I mean, look, that that's different. That's <laughs> different. A mason jar, now you you don't that's fear factor. The circle party for next week. Um, did you guys see that video of old kid asking uh, why don't um, characters from Marvel have weaknesses like characters from DC? Uh, in that video, um, I'm gonna be sure I get their name because I responded to I responded to them on um, TikTok itself rather than just tweeting about it because I hate when conversations cross the app like that and people get to just talk shit about these content creators without actually addressing anything they were talking about. Um, so I reached out to him. 
Yeah, there was. But DC characters have weaknesses because DC's superhero concept is that there are gods among us, so you have to give the gods weaknesses. Otherwise, they're just fucking gods. You get it. Marvel has Marvel's concept of superheroes is that any of us can be heroes. We don't necessarily need powers to do that. Yeah, and that's the main state conversation. So the, like, the art, the creator's name is the people. dedicated artist with two A's, so the dedicated AA artist. Um, and they, they they were really big on questioning because they asked like, oh, you know, Spider Man is one of my favorite heroes. I think he's one of the best, but like, why did think he have like a weakness to raid or something? And <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't say that. Know. That was me joking. Like, <laughs> I'm about to say, I was like, girl, he's not an actual spider. In the presence of a fly swatter, um, <laughs> Peter Parker loses all his abilities. <laughs> Marvel humanizes their characters in a way that DC doesn't. DC has gods among us, and Marvel is human beings, and human beings inherently have flaws. That's how, that's what their weaknesses are. But, Spider-Man gets beat the fuck up and he gets worn the fuck out. That's why half the fucking time his costume is tore the fuck to shreds because he's getting his ass whooped while he's fighting. And he likes being naked. I think what? I think um Superman has a kink. I think he's a border borderism kink. He likes being watched, you know. <laughs> Whereas who's who's beating up Superman? Unless you have magic or green rock. Wonder Woman. And that magic shit, they play fast and, and loose with. I'm like, it really shouldn't right. be. It's not a weakness to magic. He's just res- le- he's just less resistant to a spell because he'd be fighting through that shit all the time and it makes no sense. But he doesn't have a genuine like. But he doesn't have a genuine defense against magic though. So. He doesn't. He, so I think I, that's part of the reason why Wonder Woman be whipping his ass because she's basically forged for magic. I just had a flashback to the Emerald Empress part of Young Justice in that season finale. And I got chills. It was so good. The idea of a Kryptonian sorcerer is just so terrifying um, that it needs a movie. (laughs) It just needs a movie. Yeah, it's almost like when they tried to give Carol Danvers magic, but they vetoed that in the midst of that. Every fucking sorcerer on Earth was like, No, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Nico was like, leave me alone. I don't know how to teach you. I have a staff. What if they bring it back Runaways? I just realized I haven't seen that comic in a long time. Yeah, they canceled it a long time ago, friend. But it ended with Nico handing over the staff. They canceled that a long time ago. They had a random-ass appearance by Wolverine trying to recruit Molly. Um, no, there was another one after that. It was like a whole four or five and issues. And that was, that. it was like three issues after that, and then they canceled it. And then like, the um, what's her name? The the scrawl, the non-binary. No, it was directly the intersex Zavin came back and was like, "You're dying on this planet. Like, you need to go get recharged underneath the sun of your home planet, baby." Um, and then Nico handed over the staff, sent her to school. Nico, go crack open a grimoire, open a spellbook, fast month, fast month, some she shit. She teaches at at Strange Academy. Give her a whole thing. I really think Nico at this point should just have an affinity for magic objects. Because, girl, you and that staff have been, you gave that staff so much blood in what was the darkest scene, I think, in Marvel Comics is capable of doing during that Avengers Arena shit. 
when she begged for help to the staff of one. And the staff was like, y'all got my bitch fucked up. <laughs> gonna give her a fucking arm and a leg and a new haircut. And she's gonna go fuck that bitch up. The staff of one is a black mother and you just came on and told her you just lost the fight. Mm-hmm. But we're not exactly off topic because Nico's staff of one weakness being what it is, I'm like, I don't know. I think a lot of people want DC and Marvel to be compared so much that they make comparisons like that when they fundamentally just don't think about that panting aspect of it. Like the characters of DC never change and they're never going to. It's quite conservative how they do the storytelling. I stopped reading a lot of Marvel uh, DC comics because they kept rebooting shit over and over again. And just when a character was getting into some interesting territories, they went, no, this isn't the world we want to be on. Let's retcon it and make it easier for the fans to understand Superman is Superman and Batman is Batman and Wonder Woman is hot. Mm-hmm. Like they had Wonder Woman's costume in that full body suit for only about, what, a month before they changed it? Yeah. Yep. That was kind of... Yeah, it, it's very, and I really feel like bodysuits are more of a compliment than Wonder Woman versus like a warrior, the warrior skirt thing. I really feel like I don't know. I really feel like she needs more clothes. <laughs> she do because I'm like yeah, because it's called, it's like, she needs fucking niggas up. Why like why wouldn't she be wearing full armor? People can't agree whether or not you're indestructible or not. Wonder Woman, they change that every other issue, whether or not you are indestructible. So you need armor. She's not indestructible. That's why she has to wear the fucking bracelets, the gauntlets. Some of them go, she's indestructible. Some of them don't. It's just like how the animated movies can't decide if she can fly or not. The bitch can fly. I don't know why they call that like she can't fly, but the bitch can fly. This amazes. That's how y'all nerve her whenever y'all want Superman to seem that much more interesting. And that's why I don't fuck with Clark. He gets white privilege by proxy of the pen. Speedsters and Kryptonians are the top two worst fucking um, types of characters for me. Not lanterns. So. <laughs> no lanterns are actually interesting. That's the thing. I actually love the Green Lanterns, uh, unless their name is Guy Gardner, because fuck Guy Gardner. I like him better when he was a Red Lantern. I liked him better when he was dead. <laughs> we are villains on this podcast. I don't think. I, don't think I, I. But you know what? With the Green Lanterns, I don't ever. I, I don't ever think I've heard a comic fan say, "I'm a guy Gardner fan." I have never fucking heard that. I <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not I was a, a few years ago. I met someone whose name is Victor, and I'm gonna say his name because we don't like each other. Uh, <laughs> uh, and not for any professional reason. He has nothing to do with anything creative or arts related. I was in college when I met him. Um, the first day I met him, I found out he voted for Trump as a Dominican man. And his whole reasoning was this, was like, oh, it was for tax reasons. And I believed in small businesses. And I'm like, it sounds more like you're a racist. He's the type of, he's the type of Hispanic person who couldn't make it onto the lacrosse team, but hung out with lacrosse people and did the team management for the lacrosse people. And the lacrosse team was mostly racist. I'm not going to say all of them. My close friend Spencer was the captain. But even he can say, like, yeah, there's a lot of people in here who come from very privileged backgrounds to say fucked up shit. And his whole thing as a captain was to address that and directly punish it because if he wasn't going to do it, no one was going to do it. But he also was 
not Guy Gardner fans. He was a purist. He was a Hal Jordan fan. Oh, God. That's... So you get the vibes off of that alone. And I'm like, I know I'm the only person there who knows comics. And I'm like, I'm a Jon Stewart fan. I'm like, I'm going to read any comic. I'm going to read Jon Stewart. I'm going to read Jessica Cruz. I'm going to read... My good news, sis, I have not finished the far Joe sector. Moline. Joe Moline. I, as soon as I opened the I like first fun. page of Far Sector, like it was delicious from the first page. I'm saying, I'm going to slow burn Ooh. this. I'm going to take mm-hmm. my time. Oh, sis. It's good. So, sis is giving. It's giving it. <laughs> I can't wait for your movie. Your animated movie is going to be so good. Um, Those three are the top three. Kyle Rayner is mixed in there sometimes, too. And depends Jay. on if he's a white Hispanic or he's a... Uh, or he's running around with tamales and <laughs> that cover. I thought someone joked. I thought I was like, is this a Reddit re- recut? Is this some racist thing some Reddit fan is doing? Y'all really have him on the page with a bag full of tamales? Yeah, they did. That's so unbelievably racist. <laughs> That's so unbelievably racist. That's like... Also, y'all's fave Claremont wrote um, uh, a white girl calling a black girl nigger. And this you trying to get justification for what you did last week? Twice. This you trying to get justification for what you did last week to me. This is definitely Twice. you trying to get justification for what you did to me last week. Twice. Fuck you for that still. Twice. Still fuck you for that. Monte, did you see what this motherfucker did last week? I didn't. <laughs> this black bitch, this black bitch right here. <laughs> Showtime did not want me to be right in a conversation about Kitty Pride so much that he said someone who's better at Kitty than walking through walls was Exodus because he's telekinetic. Oh. He skipped psychically, <laughs> you can see in his face, he skipped over Cypher and his rush to try to make himself seem right that he said Exodus. <laughs> Exodus and X Men, both of them. Yeah, because they can they can manipulate passing reality. Through, passing through walls. Yeah, they they actually technically can uh, know, face through I, objects. He's leaning on T. That word starts with a T. Technicality. <laughs> see, like, <laughs> and he said they it. can do it. He said it with they shame in his eyes. The shame. The shame and. Showtime's eyes when he said that to me. Cypher and Loa are also right there. They both pass through objects. Loa also disintegrates them when she does that. Bless her heart. Um, and it wasn't... Do more than face. Is that new that Showtime tries to destroy the foundations that is my happiness and just me, my presence? But it's when he did yeah. have his heart into it that was most insulting. You know, it was... It sounds like he's trying to tear you down. He tried. He attacked our relationship. I thought I thought our friendship was worth more than that. But to make Apparently an argument... Not. Apparently not. It was dark-sided. It was personal. That was personal. That was some evil shit. So evil. And as your sister, <laughs> sister to sister, showtime... I I just I just want to know why. I just want to know Truthfully, why. Truthfully, I had forgotten um, <laughs> Cipher and Loa uh, could phase, and so I immediately went to who would uh, piss who Stephen off the Isaac? worst? <laughs> <laughs> who can piss Stephen off the worst? You hurt me. You wounded me to the quick. Come on, Angela Bassett. 
grow from this. Love harder. <laughs> That's the title, baby. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. No, but then I'm like, when the conversation, y'all can go over my go to my TikTok and look at it. I I'm not plugging my TikTok at all because I'd be super acting reckless. I'm probably gonna have to delete it when when my books come out. But you know, just like how I can't post. I can't participate in the nudie fun time circles like everyone else can. I just gotta have an alternate account. I just have an alternate account. No, because we see, we there's a lot of people have been like this reckless adding any old body. I got added to some of the best circles um, recently. I've enjoyed every circle I've been at. Same, same. Um, Only for me, I think I was in one and probably one again. I mean, like. 24. I love all of them. And we don't get notifications when you're added to... Listen, if you add me to your circle, it ain't nothing to DM the kid and go, like, you know, I added you to my circle just so you know. Um, Some people have been very nice to let me know, and I open it, I'm like, bet. (laughs) Someone I've been trying to... I don't need you to directly tell me that you've added me to your circle. I love the surprise of being like, ooh! Ooh, look whose circle I'm in! It's... it's, um, The one was I can say is I was added to a Rolls Royal. I'm not saying the names of anybody who has added me to their circle. That's the only one I'm saying. I appreciate every last one. That's the only one I'm saying because they told me directly as a way of saying I'm attracted to you. <laughs> and so because they made they went out the way to tell me in a very public I'm way. Signing that... an NDA. <laughs> I'm one of those girls that if you need me to sign an NDA, random famous person who wants to just share things. With or with me, however you I will want to say classify it is, sex, um, I'll sign the NDA and I won't tell a soul. I will say it is great to see who you're in there with. <laughs> it is always great just to click on the likes on of those and just scroll through or go mm-hmm. through the replies to see who you're with. And someone I'm, I'm in multiples with um with my boo thing who's not my boo thing who only y'all really know about. Um, and we just key. <laughs> and like when we were tweeting about some other stuff regarding like, you know, circles kind of exposing the people, like, you know, that the person you'd be flirting with be flirting with others too. Like, and why y'all didn't just assume that that was happening already. Like your Twitter bank uh, isn't I'm just pretty your Twitter straightforward. Bank. I will tell Edie and everybody, you do know that you're not the only person that I'm like talking to, flirting with. My body's art. I show that shit off. I got to stay up on my foot I don't game. be posting nothing in my circle. Me neither. I don't even have a circle yet. How do you not I have circles yet? I don't think I have it in, honestly, um, Sweet Nick or whatever it was called was enough for me. I already did my showing out. <laughs> no, they're posting film. They're posting art. They're posting content. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I love that for all of them. So many people from um, where you're at, Vontae, are go-livers. And I'm proud of them. Well. If I had any inclination to go visit that state, I'd stop by. But I don't. So... <laughs> you ain't missing much. 
It was, it was all right. Let's let me wrap it up. We had an hour and a half, here. and we ain't talking about shit, y'all. Yeah, we're just <laughs> bullshitting with y'all. It was like a very one note thing. I just felt like common conversation because it is because the conversation of the X Men did come up, and it asked like, "Oh, you know, like what are the X Men's crypto?" I said, "Giant fucking robots and racism. That's their weakness." Like. You don't even got the chance of rolling a good power. You might get something like Mordred has, but you just got bad vibes and everyone just don't like you. And now you also got to deal with giant robots and your dad wants to kill you. And like, it's just a fucking crapshoot, you know? Like, it's like, is shooting lasers out of your eyes worth it? Like, the government mates giant robots to hunt you down. The concept of the Sentinels is so fucked up. It's so deeply fucked up that it becomes existential race like horror. It becomes Jordan Peele levels. No, not even Jordan Peele. It becomes Lena Waithe levels of anti-black horrors <laughs> that the government forged millions of dollars per robot to hunt you down. <laughs> That's some serious thing. And kill you. Not just capture you, but kill you. Not even just a bomb, not bio-warfare, not a poison, like robots aren't even effective, like murder machines because the square cube law exists, and that shit means that a giant robot is not the most effective means to hunt anyone down. And they did it. Someone walked into a boardroom and said, "We need to give these robots human faces. White. We need to make sure they look like giant vibrators. We need to look giant dildos." <laughs> So the mutants know that we're fucking them. You, you don't understand. You need to give it scary red eyes, like a Terminator. Mm-hmm. Make sure it talks like the Microsoft system is failing. That voice has to be chilling. Mutant detected. Like the Manhunters. The Manhunters look more humanized than the fucking Sentinels. But then again, the Manhunters are ripoffs of the Sentinels. And I'll say it. Um, I don't know which came first, so I'm not... Wait, are we talking about the Martian Manhunters, or are we talking about the Manhunters of the first wave of Green Lanterns? The predecessors to the Green Lanterns. That one. Hmm. But okay. Not the Martian Manhunters. Yeah. I feel like we need a low-level story about telepath coach from Mars. I feel like it'll be a good story. I could probably write it, but they won't hire me. DC only um, wants that fucking prick uh, to write any of their science-based stories. um, Martian Manhunter, there was a solo series that was good recently. I don't remember who wrote it. I don't know. Do you ever, do you guys ever go on deep dives of Green Lantern War on YouTube? It's the best lore to go deep diving into. Yes, because Jeff Johns actually wrote a whole lot of I have all three of the Omnibi omnibuses. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Omnibisexual. Um, yeah. That uh, that Jeff Johns wrote about the Greenland. And that is, I've read the entire run. It is really fucking good. Where he explains all the emotional color spectrum and shit. The Sinestro like, Corps, the really tie-in, good. you know, all of that. Because we don't have cable here on our uh, Airbnb TV. And so I was like, let's go to YouTube because we have YouTube connected. And so I was just like, I'm going to just put on some of these comic book explained videos and just mm-hmm. refresh myself in the wonder that is the nuances of the Green Lantern Corps. The Green Lanterns who have the power to do just about anything. You just got to have and don't. two brain cells to rub together. And a lot of will. Mm-hmm. 
It's like Shaman King, but American. Um, <laughs> but that's all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you for stopping by. Do we have Thank you for any recommendations for anybody? Or do um, we not I mean, it's a fresh new month. Black a lot of things got Black Adam. Black Adam, I, I know we were talking about DC and all that stuff, but that's actually really good. It's it really free, is. It's it like is. Issues out. Like I, I think I was supposed to read that. I was supposed to re- read that last week, but I just got around to it because I've been working so much. But um, it's actually really, really, really good, and I would recommend it. So y'all have a ready to check that out. Um, Thunderbolts, I actually really enjoyed. I know that's not a popular. Um, opinion on that book, huh. but I enjoyed it. I I want to recommend stuff, but nothing. I don't know anything that's dropping. What's right now? Showtime. Show us what we were doing next week, and I'll pull something up and see what to expect. Um. So next week we are. Oh, we got a whole lot of books next week. We have New Mutants number twenty nine. Mm-hmm. We have Immortal X Men number six. Yeah, Daddy. We have Wolverine number twenty four. We have Marauders, number six. Not that hard. We have Axe, Death to the Mutants, number two. Clip your nails. And that is all of the X-Men books that we have next week. I'm excited for the um, Death to the Mutants. Um, just because I'm liking the comparisons they keep making between the Eternals culture and the mutant culture. Um, next week, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy I saved my Circuit Party for next week because I think we need more development for it. Um, I'm gonna tell them after y'all don't get to hear the, sh- the, the y'all don't get to hear the circuit parties before I'm ready. I show up to the party and then the party starts, bitch. The fuck you thought? Go, go off, Stephen Michael Lancey <laughs> Underwood Jr. That's my name. Go fuck with me, baby. Um, okay. Sorry, I, I had sex last night, and so in Montreal, and so um, it was great. Last night? Last night, yeah. Or this morning? It was last night. Oh, it was actually this morning by technicality. Because they came over around okay. like two in the morning, one and two in the morning, and then like we hooked up, you know, made a mess of the bed, and then like you know, they left. They said that was about six more hours more recently than me. Go off, sis. I love that. I love that for you. <laughs> We're sorry about that. Um, we're sorry, Monte. <laughs> we should recognize our privilege. Whatever. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're y'all shit. we're all love here. Um, I've been like on a comic book dry spell because some of the books just haven't been they haven't been bad, but they haven't like yeah. hit me hard. Um, I'm reading Fables, and Fables is giving the same old goodness of it, but it's still they're introducing a whole new story to a comic they already wrapped up, and so we have to rebuild things from scratch. Um, they introduced Peter Pan as a character, and it turns out Peter Pan and his proclivity for pureness and humans and the quote-unquote good little boys they went that way with him yeah they went very much that way with peter pan um that he's the reason why earth had no magic and that they only had the power to glimpse upon the wonders of other worlds if you know fables this isn't confusing for you um if you don't it might sound a little think once upon a time but dark because once upon a time stole the premise from fables um I'm reading, I'm still reading uh, The Magic Order. Um, it's still, it introduced the mother of the family. It introduced that there's actually a four children instead of three, and that their mother prophesied the death of two of them. And they also prophesied that none of her children will live to see 40. Um, 
Yeah, they're just doing world order building and that Asia's magic order society has gone corrupt and are using their powers for personal gain. Very much, you know, charmed vibes with that. Um, but that's it. Nothing is really, like, popping off. Nothing is really... Diddy Class is wrapping up, so maybe I'll pitch that. Diddy Class will be wrapping up soon. They're, they finally caught up with today's standard. They just got done the COVID era. Um, literally... Everyone's Asian Japanese baddie has unfortunately um, been terminated after ruining her life and becoming everything they fought against. Um, Daily Class is really depressing. If you have not read Rick Remender's Daily Class, who? Yeah, that bitch. Um, Daily Class, though, it's very much a case study in Rick Remender sticking to the things he actually can write, which is a deep existential questioning of self. Um, and being at war with the ideals you had when you were younger and the compromises you've had to make as you've aged. It got really depressing. Like, the one, all the badass female characters that you rooted for as a kid uh, in their kid forms, their teen forms, became shells of their former self. And, like, you know, it's like watching Storm grow up, have a moment as when she's doing heroin, and then, like, living the rest of her life as a recovering addict. Oh, no, ma'am. And if any white writers listen to what I just said, if you ever give Storm a drug storyline, I will chop your dick off. I just have to be a caveat in there. I, I will hunt you down. Real. I agree. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm but that's, reading. Mm-hmm old stories. I'm reading the Magneto solo by Colin Bunn and I'm reading Die by um, Karen Gillan. Both of those have ended a while ago now. Um, but I'm just behind reading them. Is it with Daddy uh, Magneto, the Magneto you would, you would fuck? Is, it, is he in there? Yes. Alright, so with the tight titty out. Listen, um, no. I've been trying to stay mad at Bo, but Bo is just too fucking fine. Um... I've been trying to stay mad at him. I I think um, the 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 producer right now for X Men ninety seven that'll be on Disney Plus. His OnlyFans. He's not doing much, but he's just very actively engaging and knowing that he's very pretty. Oh, he has an only. Okay, well, we need to wrap this up. We need to wrap this up. We got to discuss this. But thank you guys for stopping by. We love you so very much. Um, There's always nothing. Say hi, hello on our social media at Hello KRKA Radio on Twitter. Um, We don't have an Instagram. We're nowhere else. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Um, Give us a tweet. Give us a like. Send us your options and stay on site. Thank you. We love you. And um, if you're one of my line brothers who happens to just so happen to listen to this podcast, send me a text message with the island emoji to let me know that you've listened.